Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camado here with episode 34 of the Tudor Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about your elevator pitch. We'll be talking about what an elevator pitch really is, why you must have one, what it has to do, what makes a great elevator pitch, and how to create your own powerful elevator pitch to attract interest, people, and sales to your business. Right, let's get cracking. So first of all, what an elevator pitch really is. Well, if we start with the name elevator pitch, it's a pretty good description of what it is and what it does. As you probably know, the elevator is the American term for lift, and a pitch is a sales presentation that attempts to interest someone. In this case, we're going to call them your audience in a person, product, or service, by which I mean you and your services. So it's a planned and rehearsed speech that's ready on cue, is crafted, tested and revised over time. Now, your elevator pitch, if you choose to use it, is the answer to one of the most common questions you'll ever be asked. After the initial hellos and exchanges of names, it's almost inevitable that you'll be asked, well, what do you do? If you tell them your job title, the conversation will quickly move on and an opportunity will have just passed you by. What do you think of when someone answers your what do you do question with, I'm an accountant? Meh, that conversation's over, unless they're also a business and finance geek like me. Now, just suppose that our fictional accountant replied with something like this. Well, what I do is help people like you to make and keep more money from their businesses. You see, my secret mission is to make paying tax more or less optional for most of my clients by steering them through the tax minefields, shielding their hard-earned cash from the greedy tax man using the HMRC's own rules. That means that my clients can enjoy the fruits of their efforts instead of forking over boatloads of their hard-earned cash in unnecessary taxes. I don't know about you, but I'm going to hire that guy. What do you think? Is that a better answer? That's the value of an elevator pitch. He's moved from being an accountant to being something else entirely in the mind space of the audience. And that's why you must have an elevator pitch. Here's why. First of all, it's going to give you confidence. If you have a rehearsed and prepared pitch, it's always ready to roll. That means it's going to be a succinct statement of what you do, the benefits of hiring you and your services. And that means you'll never miss an opportunity again. Because who knows you is important. So when you meet someone, make sure they know you in the way you want to be known. Of course, it makes you appear professional and prepared if you don't um and ah your way through things. 
And more than anything else, I think the major benefit of building your own elevator pitch is that it forces you to clarify and refine why you are the logical choice for your target demographic, your ideal customer. Now, if you don't know who your ideal customer is, have a listen to episode 10. It's called Your Ideal Student because this is a Tudor podcast, but the principles apply across all businesses, not just to tutors, teachers and coaches. So, what should your elevator pitch actually do? Well, first of all, I want you to remember that the aim of the elevator pitch isn't really to make a sale, but to initiate your sales process, beginning at the low level of interest. So the pitch is there to open that process up and position you in the audience's mind by conveying your unique value and benefit to the audience. So don't go barging in with all guns blazing, trying for a hard sell, okay? Just tell your audience what you do. Remember that this is not your chance to tell your audience you're a math tutor, a guitar teacher or whatever. Just don't tell them your job title and you'll see why in a minute or two. For example, you might want to exchange that for, well, what I do is help people to fall in love with the beauty of numbers and... That sounds better than being a math tutor, doesn't it? Now, the next thing you want to include is the benefits of choosing you or your business. This could be a time saving, better grades, higher performance, or whatever you actually deliver. So the benefits would be so that my students can learn more quickly than by conventional methods and schools. The next thing to include is the problems you solve. Identify their pain points. Let them know that you understand how they feel. So you might start that with a line and therefore avoid the usual problems of whatever the problem actually is. Next, tell them how you do it. This is how you deliver the solution to them. So I would perhaps use a line like tailor-made lessons crafted specially for each student. Then I'll tell them why I'm different. My special approach or system. Something like this. I use my own system developed over two decades of tutoring. And finally, why you're the only choice for your ideal customer or student. For me, I like the line because life's too short to spend time doing what doesn't work. Now you can do all this in less than 30 seconds because that's the length of a short elevator or lift ride. So what makes a really great elevator pitch? Well, before we actually get into this, I want to say that a bad elevator pitch is probably better than no elevator pitch at all. If you start now and work on it over time, you can refine your elevator pitch as you rehearse it. Practice speaking it aloud so you can spot clunky language and phrases which trip you up, making it better and better. Your elevator pitch will change over time as you change and your business evolves and grows and as the context of your business changes. So, what makes a great elevator pitch? Well, I like the idea of an ear-catching hook line, a phrase or idea that hooks in your audience straight away. The one I use is, well, 
I get paid to hang out with my friends and play guitar all day. That makes most people very curious to know more. So they sort of lean in and raise their eyebrows. I believe a great elevator pitch should preview the presumably massive benefits of your business to your audience. You want your audience to say, at last, someone who can get me where I want to go. So during the elevator pitch, you're trying to create rapport and resonance with your ideal customer. They know you because you seem to know them and their problems. And above all else, the pitch is designed to spark their curiosity. You kind of want them to say, oh really? As they lean in to hear you better. So, how do you create your own powerful elevator pitch and attract interest people and sales to your business? And this is the fun part. To begin, we're just going to cobble together your first elevator pitch. Now, remember, you're never, ever going to write a pitch this terrible ever again. So do it really badly at first. Remember that the crappy stuff is there to mark where you'll put the good stuff when you edit and refine your first rough draft. So the first question, what do you do, really? Well, I'm a guitar teacher, but if I answer the what do you do question with I'm a guitar teacher, that doesn't tell my audience much, does it? You've got to tell them what you actually deliver to your students and customers. So I tell them, well... I get paid to hang out with my friends and play guitar all day. At least that's what it feels like. You see, I help people to rapidly learn to play guitar and make music using a unique, simple system and an unconventional approach to bypass boring, old-fashioned music teaching with its endless scales and dull practice routines. And best of all, because I only ever work with people I like, that's selected students on a one-to-one basis, I handcraft every lesson to fit each student, and that saves them years of hard work and frustration, which is really important because life's too precious and too short to learn anything slowly, isn't it? So I've got my hook line. Well, I get paid to hang out with my friends and play guitar all day. My benefit statement. I help people to rapidly learn to play guitar and make music and save them years of hard work and frustration. The problems I solve, well, I bypass boring old-fashioned music teaching with its endless scales and dull practice routines. I've also managed to frame scarcity. I only ever work with selected students. I've told them how I'm going to deliver it, on a one-to-one basis. I've demonstrated my uniqueness by telling them that I use a unique, simple system and an unconventional approach. Also, that I handcraft every lesson to fit each individual student and the music they love. And I'm obviously a great choice for anyone who thinks life is short, because life's too precious and too short to learn anything slowly. Now, just about anyone can agree with that statement, I think. So I'm being quite inclusive at the same time. And finally, yes, there's a tag question at the end. When I tell them life's too precious and too short to learn anything slowly, I add the words, isn't it? That's a tag question. If you've not heard the term before, 
It's a question added at the end of a statement designed to elicit a desired response. So here I'd be aiming to have the audience agree with me that life is too short to learn anything slowly in order to build rapport with the audience. So building rapport would be a good thing to do with my audience, wouldn't it? That's another tag questioner. So here's my suggestion for you. Use my step-by-step -step breakdown of the fictional accountant's elevator pitch or my own elevator pitch as a template. If you email info at neilcamado.com, I'll even send you the document file so you can edit it yourself and build your own pitch. And seriously, start building your elevator pitch today because you never know who you're going to bump into tomorrow. And if you've got your pitch already prepared, you just open your mouth and it will fall out and present you in the best possible light without the ums and ahs as you make it up on the spot and blow an opportunity. So, that's my 10 cents worth on elevator pitches. Let me know what caught your ear in this episode and how you get on putting the ideas to work in your business. If you've got a killer pitch, I'd love to hear it. So send it in to me. Because I'm here to learn too. Just send your pitches or questions or comments to info at neilcamido.com. Now in the next episode we'll be talking about your students' entrenched beliefs. Why you have to discover them in order to defeat them. This will make you a more effective teacher and I think it's something that we don't really talk about enough. So I'll be going deep on that one. Until then. Remember, subscribe to the Tudor Podcast and get all the updates and more tips to help you to start growing and love your tutoring business. So please join me, Neil Camero, for the next episode of the Tudor Podcast. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.